Hello friends, this is Coach Pöder. Coach Teresa. Welcome to another episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast. In today's episode, you are going to learn why bodyweight measurement cannot be your only measurement to determine whether you're successful in improving your body composition or not. First of all, is it a good idea to measure your body weight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me more. Yeah, I think when it comes to measuring your scale weight, it's a really solid indicator of, okay, am I in the right calorie deficit or calorie surplus for the goals that I wish to achieve? Or am I staying at maintenance? So in short, am I having enough energy? Am I consuming enough energy and expending enough energy to see a result? Um, or am I not having enough energy to see the result? Yeah, that's right. So in other words, you know, whether your goal is to build muscle mass or to lose body fat, manipulating the calorie balance is the most powerful tool at your disposal, other than, of course, resistance training and stimulating your muscles to grow. So if you want to grow your muscles, you need to give yourself a surplus of energy. You need to be in a positive calorie balance. So you're giving your body more energy than what you're expending. And if you want to maximize fat loss, now you have to give your body less energy than what you're expending through physical activity. So now you're now that you're in this deficit of calories, now your body has to look for those calories elsewhere. And that elsewhere is your belly, your love handles, your butt, wherever your body preferentially likes to store that extra energy on. So if you can see your body weight increasing over time, that is a confirmation that you are in a calorie surplus. You're putting more money in the bank than what you've taken out and your balance has increased. And, and see increase in body weight, that's a confirmation of that. And then if your body weight decreases over time, that's a confirmation that you've been in a calorie deficit. Now you've put less money in the bank than what you've taken out and your balance has reduced. And then the third thing that Therese also mentioned is the calorie maintenance. When you're putting in the same amount of energy into the body than what you're expending through your total daily energy expenditure. And that can be a really, really useful place to be in at certain periods as well. So in, in short, like body weight measurement is a it is a valuable measurement. And the other reason why it's a good idea to measure body weight is that there's a lot of research that shows that measuring body weight is a behavior that is usually associated with successful weight loss maintenance. So people who lose a significant amount of weight, those people who track their body weight very consistently, and they do it often, that's often associated with a higher chance of being able to maintain that weight loss, because that's what a lot of people struggle with. It's not just the, you know, losing weight and losing fat, but it's that a really high percentage of people ends up putting that weight back on plus more within the next year or a couple of years after that weight loss. So becoming someone who tracks their body weight often and measures it is a good idea from that perspective. 
So bottom line, measuring your body weight is a good idea. But now why can't measuring your body weight be your only measure of success? Because it turns out that sometimes it can be a little bit murky. It's it's not a perfect measurement. Mm. Mm. The reality is is that our human body is a very intricate, delicate creature. <laughs> delicate creature. Not delicate. Okay. okay. Our system is complicated. It's very complex and intricate, and there's a lot of different things on a day to day basis, even on an hourly basis, that can affect your scale weight, whether that's water intake, food intake, and then obviously your digestion, going to the bathroom, and then exercise, um, you know, releasing sweat. All of these things are going to change your scale weight on a daily basis. 100%. I've certainly gone to the toilet and been like, <laughs> holy shit, like that, that, that was at least a kilo or two kilos. Mm. You know, I rarely actually... I've, sometimes I've been a little bit disappointed that it didn't actually, just before I rushed into the toilet, I didn't actually jump on the scale first so that I could then quantify my great achievement after the fact. Um, maybe I'll have the, f- the, the foresight to, to do that one day. But as Teresa said, there's a lot of things that can, you know, shift your body weight from with, even within the day, like exercising and losing a bit of water through exercise and whatnot, and eating a big meal, that'll increase your body weight. But also, these people often can see like, Oh my God, my, my, I'm, I'm three kilos heavier than yesterday, today. Like, did I put on three kilos of body fat in one day or muscle? Like, no way. Like, those big day-to-day fluctuations are usually like 100% explained by shifts in your water retention. Mm. And either you're just retaining a lot more water, that will cause your body weight to go up, or you retain much less water and then that causes a really quick shift downwards in your body weight mm. not because you lost like a significant amount of body fat fat loss and muscle gain are slower processes average over time processes but day-to-day fluctuations in water weight are like this it's like this roller coaster thing mm. so let's talk a little bit deeper about some of the most common ways that we see water fluctuations um, that weight fluctuation on a day-to-day basis. Sure. Let's talk about what could increase it first, right? Yeah. So de- definitely an over, like a like a big overarching thing is stress. You know, when your your body is in a more stressed state, it's producing more stress hormone called cortisol. Cortisol is going to play around with the diuretic hormones in, of the body, and it's going to increase your water retention levels and that stress could be caused by many different things it's just stress could be purely psychological like you're really stressed out because of like something that's going on in your work mm. your body's going to retain more water you're going to you're going to look a little bit worse just just from like being psychologically stressed out mm. the other thing could be eating something that you might like but doesn't like you mm. you might be allergic to or slightly intolerant or sensitive to this food that's going to cause stress in your gut that's going to increase your overall inflammation and um, stress levels could be physiological stress like if you go through like you know you run a marathon or you do something other something crazy like that's a big stress on your physiology that is also going to make you more inflamed more puffy it's going to cause you to retain 
more water for a period of time.、Mm. Yeah. And then I guess for, for females, the biggest one that we see、uh, fluctuate our weight on a monthly basis is our menstrual cycle. So it's very, very common to see、uh, your weight fluctuate quite, quite a bit higher. Some females, one to two kilos in that last week of your cycle. Um, just before you have your period, and then you might see even a little bit more of an increase during your period, and then that weight will then again kind of come down and stabilize by about day six of your cycle. It's the increase in progesterone, isn't it, that causes the increase、yeah. in water retention? So it's generally like the peak in,、um, a peak in progesterone and then a decrease in estrogen. So, yeah, just a fluctuation of those hormones that are taking place. But then another key thing could be that subconsciously or unconsciously, should I say, is that maybe people are drawn to more foods that are either salty or high, higher in calories、um, just because there's that. Kind of fluctuation in hormones that gives them those cravings or those changes in mood, and perhaps they're looking for those more satiating foods, carbs,、uh, salt to kind of make them feel better. So, that could be also another reason,、um, yeah, why you see that bit of an increase at the end of your cycle. The next thing that can increase water retention, both with men and women, is eating specifically foods higher in carbohydrates and、mm. higher in salt. That's going to increase water retention. So, you know, let's say you have a, the, the, what's salty and has a lot of carbs. Like, let's say you go for pizza. You have a massive pizza the next day and you have a few, you know, you drink plenty of water and, and have, maybe have a few drinks. The next day, your body weight's like two kilos up. You're like, wow, did I just put two kilos of fat from that pizza? Like, no, no. It's a perfectly, Makes perfect sense why your body has responded in this way. And now that you know that, now you can kind of disassociate with the.、Um, the emotions that come with that shock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with you.、Yeah. If you measure yourself tomorrow, you're gonna be probably gonna be exactly where you started from.、Mm. The other thing, counterintuitively slightly, that can increase water retention is actually dehydration. And by not drinking enough water and by being dehydrated, your body become, becomes stingy with water and it start, you start retaining more water on your body. So, this is just another reason to make sure that you're getting enough water on a day to day basis.、It、has a huge impact on mood, how you feel, what your energy levels are in general. For women, usually two liters of, of water per day is a pretty good goal. For men, about three liters or plus is a pretty good goal. If you do a lot of physical activity, if it's summer and it's really, really hot and you're sweating a lot, then you should increase that from, from those parameters even more. Yeah. Fine. Fantastic.、Um, so now we've kind of like ticked like what can increase water retention. What can, what's something that's really powerful that a lot of people experience but haven't put two and two together? Of like what can really reduce、um, water retention levels is relaxing、mm-hmm. and like de stressing yourself. And like a lot of people find that like going for a holiday is, is usually something people are kind of puzzled sometimes. Like they go on a holiday, let's say you go on an island or somewhere like wherever, where you're, you're spending more time outside, you're spending more time in sunlight, you're breathing cleaner air. 
and you're maybe doing a little bit more physical activity, you're not working, you're less stressed in, in general. As a system, you're less stressed. And you might even be like eating a little bit more like a wider variety of foods that you would normally eat. And you might be even drinking a little bit more. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, like I'm actually looking better. And your body weight might have also like decreased. Is it that your holiday diet is the magic is the magic ticket to improving your body composition? Well, oftentimes not. Like oftentimes it's just that because you were in a more of a psychological stress state in your normal day to day and you may be breathing more polluted air and and whatnot if you're living in an urban environment now that you took that stress away from your system now your body was able to kind of like relax and release some of that inflammation and water retention that it had been holding on to so going for a holiday can be a a good idea and just incorporating these things into your life where you're taking the Mm. stress off your system even when you aren't on a holiday and most of the time you know you're probably getting better sleep a little bit more sleep that's another one as well um yeah just how, how many hours of sleep and the quality of your sleep can also affect uh your scale weight Absolutely. That's another thing we should put in the in the list of stressors that will increase water retention. Lack of sleep. Mm. Like lack of sleep will make you feel like crap and it'll make you look like crap. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the increased water retention yeah. as a as a as a result of that. Yes. Cool. So then, you know, if measuring body weight is a good idea, but it's not a perfect measurement, how will we make it a better measurement well first of all to make body weight measurements make it into a like a more valid measurement there's a few things that you want to think about firstly you should do it the first thing every single or if if you do it firstly you should do it frequently so you should do it either daily or you should do it at least three times a week and then you should take the weekly average and just look at the weekly average and kind of track that and that will again like take away the need to get freaked out by these day-to-day fluctuation the second thing is that you should track at the same time every single day preferably the first thing in the morning either you've gone to the toilet or you haven't gone to the toilet that's how you can make it even more valuable measurement i would recommend wake up go go to the toilet do your business and then measure your body weight and then track that number preferably without any clothes on because then you can't (laughs) that too you just want to make sure you're comparing an apple to an apple and this is where it can get, get a little bit hairy with women because because of like the different stages of the menstrual cycle yeah it in my opinion it can it would still be a good idea to track it often Mm. even though you know for sure that you're going to get some different readings based on which week of your cycle you are on yeah but then you should kind of like just compare yourself from month to month yeah and understand that that fluctuation is there and there's really like there's nothing you can do about that yeah i think me personally i generally weigh myself from like day six to about day 20 21 um because outside of that window i just kind of know that there's going to be fluctuations i mean some people they just in like they love having that data 
and they can kind of pull their emotions away from that. Not saying that I can't, but I'm just like, (laughs) I just, (laughs) I just don't really see much point for me personally to be like, okay, I'm going to take that and and write it out or it'll take note of it. Like I'm just going to compare from day five to about 20 or 21 between that period of time from that month to the next month. And I just find that's more helpful for me. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then other people, you know, you can still do it, still do your three times a week and take the average and just compare that from month to month. Yeah. Um, that's also wonderful too. Fantastic. Yeah. Another way to make body weight measurements more, uh, more of a useful tool is to accompany that with other types of measurements that are also measuring your, your success with your body composition. You know, taking photos is a before after photos or progress photos is a really, really good idea. Make sure your photos are as similar as possible from one to the next, like same clothes, same angle, same lighting. And that's how you can start seeing some differences. Then taking some kind of like girth measurements, if you that's something you can do yourself, you could or with whoever you live with, just measure with the measuring tape again like it's kind of just more important that you're always measuring the same spot mm. but you can find some pretty easy guides on the internet of like what are some useful areas like your thighs your uh, waist your belly even your arms mm-hmm. and the thing that i we use with clients is skinfold measurements we have skinfold calipers that allow us to measure body fat to the millimeter and then that is a really, really valuable measurement that I can I can take. And now that I, I'm accompanying the photos that I'm taking of my client, their body weight that I'm tracking of them, and then also like how many millimeters of fat or how many millimeters of stuff, should I say, can I pinch? That is a now giving more value to just knowing the the their body weight. And the reason why I say pinching just stuff because because that's the limitation of these measurement tools is that even though it's called like a skin for body fat measurement i don't really know what's fat and what's water like how it works is that you just ask a person to contract the muscle on or like different places around the body and then you just see like what doesn't contract Mm -hmm. and then that extra stuff is like combination of water combination of body fat and and just skin Mm. and and sorry like a final thing is that you can really tell can't you like when if you you measure someone who has higher levels of water retention because of like inflammation Mm -hmm. you can really tell just by how the how the fat feels and i know for people who don't pinch other people's fat as a part of their job this can sound a little bit weird it's sometimes you got to stop and think like that's actually what i get what i do <laughs> like many times a week i'm like pinching other adults like it's time fat. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like when you've been doing this stuff for i've been doing it for six years now pinching people's bellies you can literally i can tell just by the way that the fat feels i can tell like how inflamed you are and if it's all if it's if i've been training someone for many years and i've been measuring that same person for many years i can honestly tell if i measure them on a monday i can tell if they've had alcohol or if they've had food that doesn't suit suit their body 
on the weekend mm-hmm. or if they haven't slept. Mm-hmm. I can tell that their system is under more stress just by the way that their fat feels. Yeah. And that's, yeah. It's a huge snapshot into like the lifestyle either changes or lifestyle... The, not changes. Not changes. Like, yeah, their ability to, yeah, I guess follow the program and follow the process and to be able to tick those habits off you can really feel that within an individual okay when they first come to you and the the caliper will it just will won't be able to read and sit nicely um Mm. in your hand but then as time goes on and and they're relaying to you that yes i am drinking enough water yes i'm getting enough sleep they're doing their training sessions, they're ticking it off and you can really feel that like it gets a lot easier to measure somebody because you can feel that. You can, it gets softer. Yeah. It, the, the, usually like if when someone's super inflamed and, and the, there's something going on, it's like the it's really hard to pinch mm-hmm. and it's really hard to hold on to it. It just wants yeah. to go straight back into its, its old yeah. shape. Whereas like this is like that's easy to pinch right there yes. like this is like that's so easy to pinch and <laughs> and and measure you yeah. know yeah it's it's very anecdotal it doesn't sound very scientific no even but we, it, we love to have that scientific background evidence but yeah. but i think once you've been doing it for long enough it you can start to really create your own like data yeah yeah it's 100 percent real yeah and you know the the other thing that I would say about measurements that are valuable to track would be just what you mentioned, like measuring your behaviors that you know are going to be valuable for your goal. You know, mm-hmm. making sure you're tracking your steps, tracking the like amount of meals that you've cooked yourself mm-hmm. versus eating out, hitting your water reta- intake every day. Those can be some really really valuable things to measure as well, and they're actually the ones that are p- probably going to have a positive impact on then your body composition mm-hmm. as opposed to just thinking about measuring the body composition itself. Yes. Plus it b- builds a lot more confidence and self-esteem in the process and in your journey in that you're actually not just focusing on the end product and you know it might take a little bit of time to be able to see that change and see that progress and that can create a lot of discomfort for people or lower your self-esteem because you feel like you're putting in all this effort but you're not seeing like your end result you know everybody wants results yesterday kind of thing but if you put more of your energy and focus into okay am i getting enough steps per day am i drinking enough water am i focusing on my sleep hygiene getting that you know seven and a half to eight hours sleep every night if you're focusing on that stuff and ticking it off that's going to give you more confidence in yourself that i am actually moving forward absolutely and probably the best way to gain confidence in that you're moving forward is to measure your progress in the gym you know Oh, sorry. By the way, I'm not allowed to say progress. I'm only allowed to say progress. 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 (laughs) Sorry. The best way to build confidence in your progress is to measure what you're doing in the gym. Measure your strength. Measure your how many sets, how many reps, what weight did you use. 
you know you can track it on your um, on your notepad you can use a coach Booter training app you can use any variety of you can do an excel sheet if you like that your to do the work yourself mm -hmm. but just measuring your strength again seeing your strength go up that's like a confirmation that you are going to be gaining muscle mass you're going to be improving your body composition so it's a really valuable thing to track if you wanted like a really accurate measurement of your body composition though you'd probably have to do something called a DEXA scan which is like this really it's quite expensive to do that it's a very high-tech instrument that's usually available at like really specific places or in a university and the thing with that you do get exposed to a bit of radiation from that so it's not recommended to do I think once or max twice per year I've never done it don't really uh, haven't really needed haven't it. really needed it exactly yeah. then there's like these um, like a really common one is like this in-body scan where you stand on these electrode things and then you hold this on your hold this thing in your fingers and then it runs an electric current through your body and is supposedly able to tell like muscle bone water uh, everything in like different sex segments of the body um, turns out can be useful but is absolutely not the gold standard and has a lot of like murkiness like I've seen we've had them at work and I've like seen someone do it in the morning and then I've seen the same person doing it in the afternoon after they've drank some water they've trained they've eaten a little bit and it's like completely different result so if you wanted to make that one more valuable make sure you're doing it at the same time of the day same day of the week same day of the menstrual cycle yeah stuff like that cool fantastic yeah we've covered all bases I think we covered it yeah awesome Brilliant. if you want to make sure that you are ticking the boxes and pro progressing towards your body composition goals in the most linear fashion possible we are starting our third leaner stronger experience group coaching program that happens 100% online on the 20th of February so it's an 18 week journey to a body transformation that you can finally sustain because we're not just giving you a plan but we're actually helping you to create a lasting lifestyle change in a way that you can actually stick to for long enough so that you can see these awesome changes in your body and you also be able to maintain your results forever thereafter so that's going to start on the 20th of february you want to learn more you can go to coachputer.com slash leaner stronger if you've enjoyed this episode and you thought that someone else would benefit from it too would you please do us a favor and share it with at least one other person that would be really nice and it would be really nice if you left us a rating and a review hit the subscribe button or the follow button wherever you're consuming this content from we would really really appreciate that if you have any questions or any topic ideas or suggestions you would like us to cover in a future episode send that through to hello at coachputer.com or send us a message on instagram at hell at coachputer or at coach Teresa west other than that hope that you have an absolutely fantastic rest of the day and we'll see you in the next episode this is coach putter coach Teresa. let's do this see you guys